high impedance grounded systems. This is a unique type of scenario. This is where the system bonding jumper actually has a resistor. They call this a high impedance grounded system because the system bonding jumper is connected to the case and the case is connected to the ground. So the system is really grounded to the earth through the resistor. Okay. Now you can only do this if it's going to be a three-phase system. So it has to be phase-to-phase. -phase. You can have no neutrals in here. And now there's advantages to high impedance grounded systems. And that is that, let me see if I have a picture here. In the event of a fault, the fault current leaves the source, travels on the effective ground fault current path, and travels up this uh, impedance resistor here. And if it's 277, it might be 277 ohms. And at, 100, at 277 volts, at 277 ohms, that, re that fault return current here, Jacob, would only be about one amp. Now, normally, we would have that resistance down to 0 0.02 or something like that. That fault current would be like 5,000, 10,000, 20 amps of fault. And then we would clear this protection device very, very quick. But if you put a 277 ohm resistor and you make it a resistance return path, now it carries one amp. You're like, well, why would you, why would you put a resistor? Why would you have one amp? Because you're not going to clear a fault. Exactly. Because we don't want to clear a fault. It's kind of like an ungrounded system that we're making the trade-offs that we really like not want to clear the fault at the first time, but we want to be able to fix the ungrounded system before the second fault takes place. So we have an alarm. This one is like, no, put a resistor as part of the system bonding jumper. So in the event of a fault, you carry it down the one amp and then the alarm goes off and it tells us that you have a fault. But when you have a ground fault, you only have what? You have, there's no, there's no arc flash incident energy. I mean, you, you just dramatically change. You made it so much safer. <clears throat> and guess what? The system is grounded, which get, means what? All that energy that gets in there because of Beeman's, all those eight conditions, they keep bleeding off because it's high frequency and it goes on the outside of that resistor and it has no effect at all. This is the best possible system you could possibly have if you have a three-phase system. You don't need a neutral, but then you can drive your line of neutral loads by putting a transformer. Brian and then Eric. I was going to say um, I have, and I don't know if this is common for you guys, but I've seen these actually more often than I've seen ungrounded systems. High-resistant groundings, uh, I think, a lot more common than ungrounded systems are. I agree with that. Right. We, we use these exclusively in the chemical plants on our 40 volt systems. And so let's just say we had a process that had two pumps, you know, A and a B pump, and they're, they're, wired, they're in parallel. So if the process is running on A pump and ground fault comes in, we trace it to the A pump, you know, the, the system never shuts off. Okay. We get an alarm. System still runs. We call operations and say, hey, look, can you transfer it to the B pump? They transfer it to the B pump. We shut down the A, replace the motor. So it, it's a way of maintaining the system, and the system never shuts off. The process never shuts off. Well, it's kind of like an ungrounded system in that the first fault's not going to clear. But it's a grounded system because we don't want all the overvoltage problems. So, I mean, it's like, but we can't get lined to neutral loads. So, like what you said, I mean, you're, you're trading problems, right? Which is better? Well, I like that thing not to be cutting off, and I like to be warned. And I'm willing to trade off that I have to put a transformer if I need to get some line to neutral. Yeah, I was going to say, and then you just put a transformer when you need line to neutral loads. 